The power of God, according to Romans 1 verse 16, is not found in a process, is not found in a a procedure or a journey or a particular church emphasis or a particular this or that, but the power of God, that for which we long, is found in the gospel. The gospel means good news. And we might therefore ask the good news of what or of whom? Well, the Bible is very clear because again and again and again, when Paul writes the phrase, the gospel, he adds of Jesus Christ. So that it rolls off your tongue and it would have rolled off the tongue of those early believers receiving uh, this letter. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, releases the power of God into our lives. But what is actually the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ? Well, we have a clue. There are four uh, stories, four authorized uh, biographies in the New Testament of the life of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John went to bed with their trousers on, so remember it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And uh, and we call them the gospel of Jesus Christ according to Matthew. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ according to Mark. But what's strange about these biographies? It's true of all of them. And if you were to get any other authorized biography off a shelf of any library in the world... These four biographies are different. Why are they different? Discuss with someone near you for a moment. Why are they different? The good news of Jesus Christ. Okay, what have you come up with then in your brief conversation? Yes, Nancy. Yeah, absolutely. So just if you can't hear, the, the, the Gospels are written from different perspectives. So Luke is a doctor, so he writes from that perspective. Matthew was writing to a Jewish culture, so he included all the genealogies and, and so on. Any other things that you shared about in your conversation about these four authorised But Donald? Keep, keeping it in the family? That's slightly unusual, isn't it? I give you that, absolutely. <laughs> An unexpected twist at the end of the story, absolutely. Yeah, Nolly. They don't end, okay. The story goes on, absolutely, yep. Okay, yeah, so a biography is, is often out of a sense of relationship, the things that you know, but this is all very much focused on Jesus. Absolutely, and it keeps going to make, make up the whole, different, different perspectives. And the other thing I think that's interesting that we haven't touched on yet is that the, the biography, the good news about Jesus, is overwhelmingly focused on his death, which is a very unusual way to write a biography. Because his death gave us life. And our expectation of a biography is that it will focus on somebody's life. And it does, and Jesus' life was so amazing, he did all kinds of incredible things. But if you were to sit down and read 
the emphasis of each of the four Gospels, they are always, almost as if they can't be uh, diverted by the odd miracle here and there, however miraculous that might be. They're all heading towards his death. And they give a, a hugely disproportional amount of time to his death. So we're kind of galloping through, this person gets healed, there's a miracle there, there's teaching here, and then it slows right down to the last week, the last few days, and the overwhelming amount of material that we call the biographies of Jesus are focused in his death. It's like it's the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, especially his death. And whilst they do end absolutely in resurrection, The overwhelming focus of the story is in Jesus Christ, the good news of his death. So let's put all this together just for a moment. We're thinking about the the power of God that's found in the good news of Jesus Christ. And that good news seems to be rooted not in his life, good news that he can do this miracle, he can do that, But the good news is rooted in his death. That somehow his death opens up to me the power of God. And we'll pick that up in a few moments time. But we're going to pray together. And Barbara's going to come and lead us in our prayers of intercession. And then I'll come to you. As we long for God's power to be released in our lives... The good news of Jesus draws us to, in some ways, perhaps the unlikely place of the cross. And that's the place. There is no other place. That's the place where the power of God gets released in my life, in your life, in our lives. I invite you just to share one with another just for a moment. Is Imagine that you are at the cross. What is it that you want to say? What is it that you feel like doing? What response does it draw from you? And, and why might that be the place where you discover the power of God in a fresh way? Go. Anyone with something they uh, would like to share? In a sense, the conversations are a bit more personal, maybe, a bit more reflective. The cross towers over our faith. The cross towers over what we believe to be good news for our lives. And the power that gets released is this. For there in the cross of Jesus we realize that of ourselves, we can never make the grade. That there in the cross of Jesus, we realize that that, that deep in our lives, the malignant cancer of sin and wrong that's in our lives, in the end, does that kind of thing to a God that's perfect, to a God that loves. And we're, we're, we're caused to face the reality of our humanness, of our human condition. And it's not pleasant and it's not nice and it's not um, what we want to think of ourselves. But, but in pulling back the veil of our lives and seeing our desperate need for God and for his rescue of us, 
opens the way for a flood of God's spirit and God's power where we will not find anywhere else. Because as Paul would later say, that you will know, when I'm weak, he can make me strong. Because as I recognize my my total uh, emptiness before God, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I cling. When I recognize that I've got nothing really to bring to the table, only to say, God, I need you. I am utterly dependent upon you. And any construction in my mind and in my life that I can organize it, sort it, fix it, that I'm in control, is simply an illusion. And the cross strips away all that illusion. And there we begin to discover the power of God at work in our lives. I'd like us to pause just for a moment to be quiet and to allow the Spirit to speak into our hearts and our lives. It's as I empty myself at the foot of the cross that I make room for resurrection power. As I lay my life down at the foot of the cross, I invite Father God to raise me up in resurrection life. As I confess all at the foot of the cross, I make room for forgiveness and healing and renewal. And as Paul says that he's not ashamed, he's going to boast in the the power of God that's the gospel, the death, the good news of the death of Jesus Christ. Would you keep, we pray, his life-giving death ever before our eyes and our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And then finally, of course, as it says on the screen, this gospel is salvation for everyone. Everyone. And as we were praying some moments ago about people near and far, we need to keep forever before us that the power of the cross is for everyone. The power of Jesus, his death and resurrection, is for your neighbours and for those in other parts of the world facing persecution and those struggling against uh, uh, viruses and diseases. For those who are living in the Romes of today that are boasting in all kinds of other things, this salvation, this death and resurrection is for everyone. And so this week we go boldly into this world 
with confidence in the gospel because it's not a minority sport. It's not for those of us in here. It's not for the few, but it is for the many. It's not just for us, but it is for everyone. It's not just for those like us, but it is for the whole world. And so we're going to worship with a couple of songs as we bring our time to an end. And we're going to think about, uh, as we go out into this coming week, that this, this death and resurrection, this salvation, this re- release of God's power is for everyone. Jesus, in your name we pray. Come and fill our hearts today as we lift our worship to him that this power, this gospel, this good news might be made known.